0: Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision, to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one size fits all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hi everyone, welcome back. It's been a minute and we're so excited to be here with you. We have such an incredible guest today. Her name is Carla Contreras and we connected super randomly because she won the free, I do a free funnel strategy session draw every single month. So if you're on my email list and you take my survey, you're automatically entered into this draw and Carla won. And we hopped on zoom and we started chatting and I was like, holy shiza. I love you. Who, who are you? Where did you come from? And we just started chatting and I knew we had to have her on the podcast. So let me read her official bio. So you're fully up to speed. So chef Carla is a food stylist, brackets, my dream job, and content creation coach. She is the host of the Show Up Fully podcast. She competed on Chopped on the Food Network. So she's basically famous. And her work has been featured in publications like Apartment Therapy and Well and Good. You can find her at CarlaContreras.com. And she's going to probably share some other like really cool, unique little goodies and tidbits near the end too. So I invite you to listen to this whole epic episode and feel into her wisdom and grace. Carla, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for that introduction. It was so beautiful. And you are so right. I entered into your email giveaway and it said, chances are high if you enter your email. And I was like, okay. I'm going to step back and take a moment here. I have the intention to connect with Shanti because I've been on her email list forever and I'd love to connect and meet her and boom, universe provided. Just
0: like that. You made it up. Yeah. You manifested it. You, I mean, what's next? Like, what are you currently manifesting?
1: Oh my goodness there's like, there's like a list right now. I am putting a deck into the universe mm. and I've been working on a deck for a while. I thought it was a book and I worked with a book coach and it was like, we're going to do traditional publishing. And it was, it was very serious. It was like a six month process. And I'm like, at the end of the six month process, it was like, this is a deck. And they're like, no, you're afraid. You're playing small. I'm like, no, this is a deck. I want it to be a deck. And a reason I want it to be a deck is because when I was postpartum, I had two kids under two years old. It was a wild ride. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And there was a postpartum deck that came out on Kickstarter. It's no longer being published, but I kept that deck in my kitchen and it was kind of like my toolkit of when things were wild in the land of two under two. Mm. And I'm like, what if I could create a deck that people could also use as a toolkit to keep with them, to keep in their bag, to keep in their kitchen, to put in their bathroom and to use it in terms of their own self-care.
2: Mm -hmm. I love it thank you okay so it's like a self-care deck like not an oracle deck um or is it but could you use it in the same way like I could shuffle through it and like choose one card and it'd be like okay today you're gonna do this thing
1: yes so I do have a podcast called show up fully and show up fully started in 2020 with all of the things going on in the world. And I'm based in the U S and it started in June of 2020. So this is the height of COVID height of social unrest height of just everything happening. And I was with my young children at home. And you mentioned that I'm a food stylist. I started food styling at home and recipe testing at home before people did that. So what happened was because I had my two under two, I live in New Jersey, which is just outside of New York City, but you would think with only 30 miles or, or so in between us that it would be a short distance. It's not, it's like a two and a half hour train ride. So what I proposed to some of my clients is, hey, I can recipe test, I can shoot, I can do all the things I can prop style. I can essentially do the job of six people and you save on a studio rental. Would you hire me? And so I started doing that around 2018. And by 2020, it was like photo shoot after photo shoot, after photo shoot, after photo shoot. So show up fully was like, how am I going to show up for my two young children constant photo shoots, working seven days a week. And I started to podcast about how other people were showing up. And this is the idea for the deck. The idea for the deck is that there's recipes there's rituals there's self care tools because i'm also like i could probably list all of the things for you i'm a health coach i'm trained in nlp i'm a life coach i've done shamanic cacao training i'm in a year long peruvian shamanic training right now like there's so many tools in my tool basket i'm also a reiki master like it's like on and on and on and i want to be able to share very simple ways That people can find hope throughout their day because that's what I really found with that postpartum deck.
0: Yeah. You are a woman of many, many (laughs) talents. You got a lot going on. That's incredible. And I'm curious how you bring it all together because I think, you know, like even as a content coach in this domain, that's maybe. Many people would think is unrelated to spirituality or intuition or showing up fully or being a mom or being a food stylist. Like, can you paint us a picture of how your diversity and skill set lends itself to content creation and and coaching people in that realm?
1: Yes, and I want to start this off by saying I had a business meeting with one of my friends who is also a content creator. And she's very specific. She focuses on food styling and food photography. And we met last year and she's like, Carla, I honestly have no idea what the hell you do, but I love you and I want to be in your energy. And I can't tell you how many people send me DMs or send me emails that it it literally has no bearing what I actually do. It's the energy that I put out there that people are like, okay, I'll have what she's having. I have no idea what that means, Mm -hmm. but I'm into it. And over the years, like I've been on IG since 2012, I've, I've received hundreds of those messages. And it's interesting even when I'm not posting because this year I stopped posting every single day. I post like once a week. Mm. I still get clients in my inbox. Mm. And they're like, hey, I could have help with my IG bio, or I need help with content creation, or I need like people know because I've been putting in that work for so long. Mm. And the interesting way that I work with clients is they may not know about all that spiritual toolkit that I have, mm. but some sessions I'll get on a call and I'm like, hey, like I can feel your energy. Is it okay with you that we start because I'm also a meditation teacher? um, Mm -hmm. Can we start with a meditation? Or if I know this client, hey, can we start with a quick Reiki clearance session? Hey, can we drink cacao together? Like I will offer like this smorgasbord of things that seem to not relate to content. But the thing is, is that it's never about the content. Mm-hmm. It's about your energy. And I and I did create a meditation album around this. It's about your energy and the way that you show up. It doesn't necessarily matter that the camera is perfect. It doesn't matter that you say the right thing. It doesn't matter that you have the perfect graphics. It's the intention and the energy behind it that people can feel. And I've tested this myself. I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to post so that I can really feel into do people actually pick up my energy? Mm. And I do have clients like, I don't like this post. It's not doing well. No one's liking it, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, What is your energy around this right now? And by the way, I'm going to go into your account and you have double the account, the comments that an account that maybe even has like a hundred thousand has on it. So can we take a minute and have gratitude for the Mm -hmm. people that showed up for you? You might not have all the likes, but you might have 80 freaking comments. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. So it's like, really getting into the energetics of why we create. And of course, I'm going to give my my clients tools of, hey, this could be an amazing handle. We talked about this before we hopped on. And I use some of my intuitive gifts to kind of download. All right, this person has this product. I feel like this could be an incredible handle for you. And then two weeks later, Chronicle Books picks them up. Mm. It's based on their handle.
0: Mm. It's
1: incredible. It's incredible the way that things start to unfold when you align your energy towards what you want.
2: I love it. And this is like such an important conversation that I think is not just about social content, but also about like launches, like everything. I feel like it's... So often, say you're launching something that you don't really like that much, but that does well usually, but you're like over it and it's time for you to move on or something, or at least they repackage, repurpose or what have you. People can feel it. And it's so funny because we're hiding behind all these electronics and we are like across the world from people, but they can feel it. And um, I know that Shanti and I have witnessed it in our clients when they're launching too, right? It's like, even if it's their biggest money, money, maker, if they're ready to retire that thing, it, it it will show up and they'll know at the end of it, it'll be like, Oh yeah, time to retire that. And, and sometimes like you can be creating something and, or you can be not even creating something, but the universe is like, people are asking for this. So you just like put one post out and all of a sudden you've got like five people in your beta launch that you didn't even have to do anything with. Um, and I, th- yeah, I think it's, I think we ignore that way too often and do not give enough credence to the energetics behind everything that we're doing. And I agree that people can feel it on social and it might be better. You probably might say no, but it might be better to like, wait till you're inspired to put content out than to be like on a content schedule where you are, like I am always hitting these pillars and um, every week I have to do these things. I don't know, what's what. What's your take on that? I don't want to- Can I play devil's advocate for one moment? Please. Oh, I love this. Yeah.
0: I feel like I may be not alone in this, I guess like some level of frustration around like the energy conversation, mm-hmm. the like clean, high vibe, good energy conversation. Because sometimes I'm just like, In hustle mode, feeling like low-level stress cortisol is happening. And say I'm doing a lunch and I gotta get the post out there. And side note, this literally just happened right before we jumped on this podcast. I was like, I need to post this thing that I worked on two weeks ago. It's time. I need to post it. And I'm rushed and I'm like getting ready and I'm posting the caption and I'm like, this caption is shit throw it away, like find something else. And I'm in this energy of like, kind of like intensity and, and like high cortisol. And yet if I stopped myself from posting or sending the email every time Mm -hmm. I was in that mode, I don't know that I would, I would probably post like once a month. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering
1: if you have any insight into that, how do we I, like balance it? How do we balance it? I do have, I do have insight in the balance of it because I do this myself. I'm like, must post. And I told you that's my example of must post. My must posts do not do well. My posts that do the best are, and this is, this is not for everyone, but. I can say that almost every single client that I explain this to because I like to use the energy of astrology, I like to really lean into the energy of the moon. It just it's something that drives me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: notice that days that there's a Gemini moon because I'm a Gemini rising or an Aries sun, I notice that I have massive amounts of energy and I usually can get I'm not kidding you, a month's worth of work done in those four days. And those are my days Mm. that I do food styling. Those Mm. are my days that I want to get a podcast or a solo cast done. Those are the days. Now, this is not always possible because like life and we need to schedule things and things need to happen, but What I like to also do is get into, if I cannot lean into those particular days, is to, even before I got on this podcast, I shared Reiki with myself and did a five minute meditation because I want to get myself into alignment before I share with you. And I rarely, and I will share this too. I rarely come on someone else's podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. So I'm, I'm grateful for the invitation and I'm grateful for the space to be here. But it took me some aligning in order to be a guest, in order to be present. And so when I'm sharing this with clients, I'm like, okay, maybe you feel like particular days and and and. Some clients that are women identifying and have a cycle, perhaps they're doing a cycle and they're, you know, okay, I'm going to do my content on these weeks only, X, Y, and Z, or maybe they're following astrology, or maybe they're just noticing, hey, I notice on Tuesday afternoons, mm-hmm. I have a ton of energy. So I'm going to get this content done. And then on the days when they may not have as much energy, and this is batching, this is a batching system. And when they don't have as much energy, then guess what? The stuff is already done when they had the energy to do it. Mm -hmm. And I have tested this as well. When I do things, when I have the energy, meaning I feel like I've had my second matcha, I've slept through the night, I haven't had a sick child, all those things like lined up, my content does better.
2: Mm and shanti you stop posting your own instagram (laughs) you know like there's also like the not putting ourselves into the energy of the things like like that that give us that sensation i think like I, i really like what you said like okay before i came on this i like aligned myself i gave me gave myself some reiki and put myself in that energy and i totally also agree that like we can't always be perfectly on in order to perform i would never ever do anything if I was like I'm so stoked about sharing this because I'm like shy Um, even though it doesn't seem like it I'm definitely like shy in those ways right yeah I teach yoga and it used to be Um, back in the day, I would like post about teaching a class or I would not post about teaching a class and nobody who saw the post or liked it would show up, but it would be a busier class when I put the energy in to post it. And so I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. I also wanted to come back to Is it hard to feel really good about anything when we're in like low-lying, like low-level cortisol, like launch mode? I think that can be like, you know, it's like at least you're excited about the program, right? Like even if it might not be, and I think that that is a great caption, by the way. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say. I'm <laughs> I got things to say, but <laughs> I won't. So yeah, I. but I do think you're right. It's like, I, and or maybe it's like some people are like, I won't care about the energetics at all. And then other people are going to be totally about the energetics in like all things. There's probably a middle path where you're showing up consistently and also loving and trusting the energetics. Like I love booking your booking your work month around your cycle or um paying attention to the moon if that speaks to you. And even doing those things might set you up, like give you the conditions to be more excited. You're like, well, at least I'm in my like I'm ovulating. We should do something fertile or something. I don't know. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yes. I think
0: well, and you made a good point to like create from that place of inspiration and like when you're feeling aligned and feeling good to create from that place that doesn't mean you need to you know press publish from that place and like you said Carla you're working with the moon and your astrology and your cycles and your energy like what else goes into your creative process? Or do you notice when coaching clients that they need something different than you might need
1: when it comes to bringing out their best work? Yes. So every single client I work with, there is like, there's no script. There's no prescriptive post like this. I do have, because, and I will claim this, I'm a wealth of knowledge. Like I drop massive amounts of knowledge on my clients and I have a 32 lesson, which I've actually condensed it down into 12 lessons so it doesn't look so scary. Content creation course that just gives everyone like, hey, I want to start a Substack, or hey, I want to start a podcast or what are the basics of Pinterest? You know, all of these different things because we have so many ways that we can show up We don't have to show up and post on IG like five times a week and do, you know, seven stories every single day and X, Y, and Z. Everyone shows up in a different way and everyone shines in a different way, including Mm -hmm. myself. So it's like, how can I give my clients the tools in order to support them and to show up the way that they want to. So that might be again like a guided meditation that might be sharing a reiki tool with them that they can actually do themselves. That might be introducing them to cacao. That might be introducing to like I've had many clients who've worked with my astrology informed life coach. Alona is the best and I'll I'll share her information with you. Alona Pamplona, I love her and It's like everyone has this different flavor. So it's just figuring out, like I have one client who I just sent Rick Rubin's new creative book. I cannot remember the name of it right now, but I feel like it's the creative process. And so it's like, what works for you is not going to work for me, for me. And this is based on my astrology. This is based on my gene keys. This is also based on my human design. I can sit in ceremony with cacao for like three hours in the morning. Like I require massive amounts of time by myself, sometimes in ceremony. And I take my calls later in the day. I also work later in the evening when my kids go to sleep or I might wake up at 4.30 a.m. I'm very guided by what is my intuition telling me to do right now? as opposed to my schedule says, I need to get X, Y, and Z done. I always get my work done and it may not always be in alignment. So say like last Friday, I had a food styling gig that came in with like three days notice. And I had to recipe test and get everything done and do all the things. Was it the most aligned thing? Absolutely not. In terms of like astrology, moon, all those things. But I'm like, okay, what can I do? I'm going to move my body. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to have a quick 10 minute cacao and I'm going to get straight to work.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I'm going to work on this recipe, have my client calls, and perhaps like I had a podcast because I also work with a brand on their podcast. And I talk about Tadine Tea, which is a Hispanic tea brand. And I interview other Latina women about their tea rituals so like I have many things that are going on Mm. so for me it's like balancing that I have so much output I need to have hours of input for myself
2: amen (laughs) I yeah I think I'm not a mother so I, I don't have that but I think that can be a lot harder for for people with little children for sure i wonder if you can share with our listeners ways to tune into your intuition around things or ways to like, like like so for for you you have you know you know what to do for yourself but like yeah even shanti like feeling that energy like what what yeah i wonder if you could share some ways to tune into the intuition so we do know how to set ourselves up to be in the energetic space that we need to be in to create
1: i think the first thing is finding a moment of quiet. And this can be challenging when we are constantly connected to devices. And I had one person on my podcast. She is an author, a writer, and she does PR. Her name is Melissa Cacera. And she shared this practice with me. It's called Floor. So basically what you do is you lie on the floor. You do nothing. You just lie on the floor. And I love this practice because I can do this practice with my kids. It's actually hilarious to do this with my two children. And so we we do this when things feel like they're swirling in our house. I'm like, all right, I'm doing floor. I don't even ask them to do floor with me, but I lay on the floor and I'm quiet. And that might not be for very long, but it gives me a moment to just be with myself. And this is not like a meditative practice. This is not like take a deep breath. This is not a glass of water or anything. But I find this floor practice to be really grounding for me because I'm I'm literally lying on the floor.
0: It's so easy. I think my kids would maybe like pummel me. But- oh yeah. I could do it in my office.
2: thinking it would be really good for maverick like when maverick's okay. doing his cycling like her eldest be like all right it's time for floor <laughs> get yes. drop dropping even more <laughs> uh, that's beautiful thank you i love how accessible that is i i you know yeah we can like do a yoga nidra or like yeah like go sit with cacao or you know like take the weekend to do an aya journey that's like asking a lot <laughs> and might not be it for everyone it feels like even if you are not woo at all you can or like even you're like oh energetics you could be like yeah I'm stressed out and busy I need to lay down on the floor without my phone in front of me and it would do so much good probably in such a short time so thank you for sharing that realize I like put you on the spot I was like oops <laughs> but I want to know <laughs> what can we do <laughs> that's awesome
1: that you asked because I think floor for me was like, when I heard it, I was like, Melissa, is this, is this the new gym? Like everyone's just going to lie on the floor (laughs) and like floor by Melissa. And like, this is, this is accessible because I feel like I come with like this giant satchel of Mm. self-care tools because of all of my training. And this is what I think show up fully is about show up fully is like, okay, maybe you can just hold on to your mug and for this one it's it's metal so i'm not feeling it but maybe a ceramic one i'm putting my hands around it and i'm feeling the warmth of my mug just as i sit here and maybe i take a deep breath like bonus like that that's it or maybe when i have a cup of tea i actually smell it like what does that smell like And that could go for any food. I created a little meditation around tasting chocolate, Mm -hmm. like just smelling the chocolate. I feel like oftentimes taking just a deep breath and or smelling something, like what does it actually feel like or taste like? What is the temperature of it? Like, is it cool in your mouth? Is it warm in your mouth? Like, it's interesting to get into sensation And I think sensation and also understanding, okay, wow, that mug is black and there's gold on it. And wow, I, I really haven't looked at the letters on this mug and just being interested for just a second in something other than your business or what's going on in social media or numbers or all these other things. Mm -hmm. I love
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of like expands the periphery and perspective and the lens widens and your nervous system is like, oh, right. There's more to this life than what's on this screen or that like tiny insane voice in my head. Like you can expand your your capacity for other perspectives. Like I'm just looking out my window now. Sometimes I'll just stare past the mountains and I, like, try and think of all the critters hanging out on that mountain and, like, everywhere from my home in the, like, hundred kilometers between me and the mountain. And, like, that there's so much happening beyond just, like, our little microcosms. And it's relieving, in a sense, to not be the center of the universe.
2: Mm. Also, when you allow the periphery to come in to bring it back to our businesses, but isn't that when you're like, oh, shit, yeah, this is what I got to do. It's like when you're when your eyes on the prize and you're like, I'm in hustle mode, I'm going to work so hard, I can do it. It's like uh, intuition and the creative force is so like pinpoint channeled like one of those like pin pin cameras almost that like you're in you're you're knowing from the universe is not as easily like accessible for like what what the next step actually might be this is why I don't like hourly pay for creative work like pay me by the hour if I'm shoveling you know I did a lot of chipping I left my um I left my uh, my walkway in front of my house um, and it got very thick ice this winter and I spent like 45 minutes chipping it away. So like that, that's where that comes from. When we're so focused and our eyes are so much on the prize, we actually are not allowing the channeling force of intuitive wisdom to come through. And yeah, for myself, I think that when I'm off work and I'm like going for a run or cooking for sure. Cause that's one of my passions. All of a sudden some problem I've been working on during the day will just like seem so simple. And I know what the solution is, but when I'm like stressed out in, in hustle mode, which I really don't want to be in ever uh, I often can't even see like the forest for the trees. So. Yeah. I think it's an interesting perspective
1: And I started a whole, this is new, so I'm sharing it with you also. I'm sharing so many new things with you. So Nourishing Creativity kind of was a little blurb inside of my content creation course. It had no information under it. And I was like, that's interesting. I put nothing under it. It's a label in like my course. What does that mean? And so I have a friend, her name is Victoria Granoff. She is a food stylist and she's been doing it for a very long time. She is an incredible creator. And I'm like, Victoria, could we have a conversation on nourishing creativity? And what does that mean? She's like, sure. I'll just jam out with you. And she happens to be my number one podcast on show up fully. It's interesting. This, it was a, Conversation on creativity and viral chickpeas because she has a viral chickpea recipe. So we like jammed out on like, what is the creative process? What does it mean? And and one of her things, like you said, like cooking is one of those things. But for me, sometimes I get jammed up with cooking because I'm a recipe tester. And she's like, well, when I don't know what to do, she's like, sometimes I, I get so stuck, like I paint a wall. Sometimes I get so stuck, I take a watercolor class, like get completely out. And for me lately, I'm obsessed with plant styling. This is my new thing. Mm -hmm. And my friends are like, Carla, please do not turn this into your next job. I'm obsessed. And I'm like, it's not food. It's, it's completely creative, but it sometimes takes me out of my own head in terms of like, maybe I couldn't I couldn't get the shot or I couldn't get the video that I was creating for a client or the recipe is not working. So what do I need to do to get myself out? And it's interesting because I've taken so many courses and worked with so many other healers that I feel like my spiritual, I don't know, outlet has lended itself to creativity, that that spirituality, like, yes, have I taken a ton of Instagram classes and email classes? And I took your quiz class, like all these different things. But I think that those are amazing. But sometimes my spiritual tools will help get me out of the jam. So I can see, okay, oh, all right that's where I could put that thing for my course, or that's where that email makes sense. Or now I understand why, I don't know, like we talked earlier of like an idea not working. Like I have an online cooking school that is Food Network quality. I will say that. It was professionally filmed, all the things. I have a podcast that explains the whole thing. It's called my $38,000 lesson. It was when I was forcing that cooking school to work. And literally no one purchased it. I was working seven days a week to post on IG every day, to send out my newsletter. I took all the people's courses and none of it worked. And I feel like it did not work because I was not in alignment for that to happen. But You know, we, we talked about like, I have all these different things going on. I feel like all of these little threads come together. And when a client meets me, whether it's food styling or concentration coaching, or perhaps energy healing, all of those threads come together and they form this rich tapestry in which people are like, oh my goodness, you get me.
0: Okay, I would love to explore this $38,000 lesson. And like, we've talked about pausing in order to experience, you know, different perspectives and come back to our creative process with this like renewed energy and new ideas. And that's beautiful, but a pause is from a pivot. Like, how do you know, when you need to pivot, how do you know when something is truly not in alignment? Like when you are going through that, what, what were the red flags or the signs coming through for you?
1: So I remember recording it and I feel like I've even in on that, even on that podcast, I may have not shared this, but I'm going to share it with you. I cried literally my husband, uh, my partner, he's actually my partner. we He picked me up in New York City after I had filmed at this very expensive studio with other stylists, with a professional film crew. I mean, I'm talking about like this was not like one video person and like me. This was like a full on set because of what I do for a living. And I took it very seriously and it was very stylized and it was very beautiful. And the director, when I think, when I finished filming, they're like, you had no notes. You had no, they're they're like, this is incredible. And, but when I finished it, Ed picked me up outside and I was like, I just like melted into his arms and I can picture like the New York city skyline. There's like this bright red sun. And I just started bawling and I cried for about 24 hours straight, just cried. And I was like, something is very wrong. And Ed's like, I have no idea how to support you or to help you. What can I do? He's a very supportive partner. And once I was done with that twenty-four hours of crying, I kind of just moved into like, all right, I've taken all these courses, I've worked with all these business coaches, I've done all the things right. I'm going to make my hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to support my family. I'm going to do all these things, and I did. I hustled my ass off, and I I did all the posting. I did all the things, and. I ended up going through until about a year and a half of that process. And I ended up sick and I was sick for eight full weeks in my acupuncture. And she's like, I can't help you anymore. Like if you don't take a day off, I don't, cause I'm like, you can just like fix me. You can just help me. And, I'm, and she's like, no, I can't do that. Your body is done. You can't continue to work seven days a week this is not working. And I tried selling it as a course. I tried selling it as a membership. Like I tried all the things I worked with like six figure coaches and they're like, Carla, I don't understand why this is not working. It wasn't working because I was forcing the F out of it. I was forcing it to happen. And I also feel like I had someone else's ideal that this is what a six-figure business looks like, what it feels like. This is the way that you work towards it. And it wasn't my energy. And the minute that I let that go in January of, I feel like it was 2018 or maybe 2019, 2019 probably. I feel like these were radical words. I was like, F all these goals. I'm going to choose rest and deep nourishment. I feel like seeing this in in, in 2023 is not radical at all. But I feel like back then, people were like, what are you talking about? Rest and deep nourishment. I'm like, these are my goals. I'm going to rest and I'm going to nourish myself. And I ended up starting teaching content creation. And for the first time, I started to make money in that business. I started to flourish. I started to see Kajabi actually fill with cash. And I was like, this is incredible. I'm teaching something that I love. I'm teaching something that other people love. And I'm a hundred percent supported and not working seven days a week. Now I will say this like with a star too, Sometimes when I get food styling gigs and X, Y, and Z, I do work seven days a week. It's a, it's a hustle. It's a grind. And it is part of, part of the animal that it is. But for the most part, I'm able to take some time off and hang out with my kids and like cuddle and watch a movie. And it's amazing.
0: Wow. So yeah, some part of you knew sort of from the very beginning that it wasn't going to work despite yeah. doing everything right. Like, yeah. And I wish I could say that that's the only time I've heard a story like that, but I've heard those stories before where I might be the business coach, someone's coming to like, why isn't this working? And the, like, the only thing I can tell them is, I don't know, maybe there's something energetic because you're doing all the things right. And when it's, yeah, when it feels, you still, it feels forced and not in flow and from this energy of should, it it does happen that it just doesn't work. Well, kudos to you for that pivot and finding something that does feel nourishing and allows you to cuddle your kiddos whenever you want and live the life that you would have designed when you set out to create that food course, like in a roundabout way, you got to that place, right? It just rarely are the paths that get us there how we expected them to be.
2: I also really like that. You were like, I gave up these other people goals and like, this is what a six figure business needs to look like because It's BS and we're kind of indoctrinated into it, you know, and yeah, when we're trying to fit ourselves into someone else's mold of what these things look like, even if it works, then we're trapped in this like thing where we have to keep on, you know, I mean, for you, you love cooking, and it was already recorded, so maybe you would just be trapped in creating more content to like. But then you'd probably be like, "Oh, now I'm trying to make it go evergreen. How come that's not working?" Like it, it's the yeah, the other people goals thing can really make it hard for us to come into the places where we are meant to be and shine and serve yeah and also like make me be like maybe I should just go back to waitressing or something like I don't want I don't want to live that way it was easier when I got to have delicious bites all the time and just chat with people and run around but uh, I don't feel that way right now I just have felt that way for sure trying to fit in fit into Fit into how things are supposed to be.
1: And I did. I had a client that had a thriving business, a coaching business. And she decided to, based on a two-minute meditation practice that I created, decided to let go of her entire business. It was called a letting go practice. So basically, what was in that meditation is that you imagine anything that you want to let go of as a piece of fruit. And what she imagined was a mushy banana in her hand. That was her thriving coaching business. That was her bread and butter. That was the thing that she spent years creating. And she let that mushy banana go. And she started to work at a coffee shop. And now she has launched a planner. And she's slowly coming back into the coaching space, but she gave her space, herself the space and the opportunity to let that go. And I feel like it's such a powerful practice when, you know, I let go of cook and chop. That was my online cooking school. It's still available on my, on my website, but I let go of it completely and leaned into content creation coaching. And it's interesting how I arrived at content creation coaching because I didn't arrive there as like, I want to be a content creation coach. My sister had an idea. She was visiting us for a few weeks and she's like, I feel like she was doing nails. And she's like, I feel like I want to start a vegan nail salon. I was like, okay, cool. I have all of the courses, why don't you just sit down and watch all of these courses and hang out in my backyard? And she did that. And I started to help her build her business. And we launched her on IG. She has, she built like thousands of people on her newsletter. Meanwhile, years later, she's like a multi six figure business. And she's like, Carla, why don't you teach people what you taught me? And that's how the coaching business started. The coaching business didn't start because I was like, oh, I just want to do content creation. It actually started because Jessica started to make multi six figures. And it was like, hey, I think you got something here.
0: Right. It happened so organically
2: and and from there took off. Yeah. Here's a question how did it feel as a coach when you were coaching someone? And they were like, okay, after that session, I think I'm just going to ditch my entire business. Um,
1: I really lean into what's meant to happen is meant to happen. I really lean into the divine timing of things. Like I've had clients that are like, all right, Carla, I've been working on, I don't know, uh, oh, this is a great example. I've been working on a website with you. I've been working on a podcast with you. I've been working on IG with you. I'm doing all the things. And then boom, they're like, Carla, I just accepted a full-time job at, at a nonprofit. And I want to thank you so much because by doing all this work, I realized that I really want to be supported in a full-time role. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's amazing. And then I talk to them, like, I don't know, three months, six months later. And they're like, I am so happy. I'm so glad I made that decision. So it's like, I trust every single time someone decides that maybe their business or coaching business or whatever it is, is not the thing. None of these things are wasted. I want to like stress and underline and circle like that $38,000 lesson was for a reason because it led me to who I am today. Like, had I not done that, I would not be the person I am today. And I feel like this is really important when I'm working with a client, whatever their particular journey is, I honor that.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. So what do you think the role of a coach is as expressed through you? Oh, this is interesting. As expressed for me, it depends on what, I'm
1: huge with permission. So, like I said about Reiki or sharing meditation or any of these other things, I'm always asking permission. What can I share with you? Do you want me to share information about X, Y, and Z? Can I ask your permission to share this, that, and the other? I've learned from the years of sharing things with people that. I always want to ask permission and lean into that land of permission before I share anything, because I feel like I have had coaches and healers that have been very toxic. So I want to lean into this land of, and and sometimes it's like, I had a client the other day say this to me. She goes, I love your caution. And I want to like, remember the exact word, abundance of caution. Because I was going to meet her in person. And I was like, kind of have a tickle in my throat. I'm like, I was outside at a farm, maybe allergies, don't know. And she's like, I love this about you. And so I really lean into that. I also lean into my intuitive toolbox of, okay, maybe you're not down with a newsletter, but maybe my intuition's like, hey, guess what? Your Substack is going to be amazing should you choose to do it. Mm. And this is something also that I shared with a podcast guest the other day. And she's like, I think I want to hire you. She's like, I'm not quite ready. And I said, that's cool. And she's like, I really want to do a project around X. I'm like, awesome. I said, I said for you. And I said, may I say this? And she's like, sure. And I was like, I, I feel like I would love to be a gentle nudge towards that she's like, I love that you said that. So for me, it's like really tuning into who are you as a human and what exactly is my intuition saying? And what are the support tools that I could use to help you along your journey? And this might sound really airy fairy to people, but for my clients, it's everything because they are seen and they are heard and they are listened to, and they are deeply respected
0: like you can't be a channel for any wisdom or intuition to come through unless there is explicit permission and agreement on the other side so I love that you emphasize that like often in coaching there's this misunderstanding that as a coach you're just you have implied permission for whatever the heck you want from the get-go when someone hires you, but like actually there needs to be this like multi-layered permission process as you go deeper. And it's not just a one and done kind of thing.
1: No. And it's also, yes, I have a lot of knowledge around all of these different topics, but I'm not always the expert. And I, and I love to put myself in that, in that position that, yes, you are hiring me because I have knowledge of X, Y, and Z, whatever the client is working with me for. And, and sometimes, like yesterday, I created something for a client that I'm like, all right, I created this for a podcast, but guess what? We need to tweak the copy in order to make this happen. But I also feel like, I'm open to the ideas that I'm not always right and to feedback. Like I might say like hey my intuition really is strongly like let's start a substack but you're not in alignment with that. And that's totally cool. Like it's like how can I lean into you being the expert, you, the client being the expert, as opposed to me. And if I can give you the support tools into creating your expert or maybe thought leader, if you want to use that, that word, like, how can I support you and being the best version of
2: that? Great. <laughs> I mean, it feels like the world is, I mean, consent is, like it's being elevated in the way that it should be. And, um, also seeing the person in front of you as the expert, as opposed to yourself. Like, I love that. I also really love that you have given yourself permission to take your intuitive gifts and your spiritual trainings and weave them into your coaching. I think that, So many of us do all these trainings and we have all these gifts and then we don't know what to do with them outside of like offering hands on Reiki or I teach yoga at the hall or what have you. So I think that can be an inspiration for a lot of our listeners who are in a place where they know they could and probably should be coaching, but don't don't really feel like it's safe to bring all of them to the table when they're doing that work. So that's, yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you. Hmm. Am I allowed to ask about Substack? You've mentioned it a couple of times. And so I can see that it might be something that you like think people should do. Um, I know Shanti has a newsletter happening. I'm like a poet as well as like a copywriter marketing strategist. And I'm trying to figure out for myself, but I think I'm not the only one, like whether or not Substack is a place to go versus like an email marketing platform and w- what what that might look like for a multi passionate person such as yourself, like what what you're using Substack for, what you are asking or um, inviting your clients to use Substack for, and whether or not you think it's like a better avenue than say just like a a tag in your active campaign or something. Okay, so there's different ways
1: to do this. So. If you are in a business where you want to have different tags or different segments or all these different funnels, X, Y, and Z, Substack's probably not your jam. But if you have a single project or a single goal or a single, maybe it is poetry, it could be an avenue to create an audience. And what I noticed, so One of the things that I do for my clients is I've been in online business since 2012. So I really pay attention to the big trends. Like my antenna is up. I'm like, okay, this is the third person this week that has over 100K on IG who has decided that they're going to maybe take a step back from creating that free content and offer this. So I'm like, okay, third person. All right. I I see you. I see what's going on. So, but the thing is, is that most of the subsets have a single focus. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting because this is how IG was back in the day. And I will say this too, single focus content always does better. If I had an account with just smoothie bowls, I'd have like a million followers. So That kind of thing really works well. But with Substack, could you have like a multi-layered account, 100%? And the thing about Substack is that, and and I'm a huge champion of this because I've had clients who literally make a full-time living on it at, at this point, who have been doing it since 2021, that you own that list. It's not like social media. And the thing here is with Substack, especially they just launched Substack Notes, which is kind of like a short form con- content, kind of like like IG, like maybe you make a quote. So it's very, very short. And some, some food people create like a photo of like, oh, this is a really sexy scone or whatnot. And those notes are able to be re called, they call it restacked. So think about reposting back on the day in in Instagram or Twitter reposting someone's tweets. So you're able to do this. So what that allows people to do is to build community and audiences are allowed to see where that note came from. Substack has massive amounts of writer support and it also has shout out threads because what they want to do is they want to build the community within the app. And so it's really interesting for me as an Instagram creator to look at Substack and I'm like, all right, what do I want to do over here? And so I literally just started, it's, I haven't even published my first piece yet. I started a nourishing creativity sub stack and I'm like, okay, this is going to be my single focus thing mm. that's focused on recipes and rituals to support creativity. So I'm like, okay, this is my single focus. I'm going to keep myself in that container. And by the way, I'm also going to have a podcast that's called Nourishing Creativity that's only going to be housed in Substack because this is also a feature of Substack too, is that you can insert audio content, you can insert video content. So there's, it's like all these different ways to engage with community and build your community And at the same time, unlike a newsletter, people can come across you by typing in poetry, for example.
0: Right. Yeah, that is that is a huge advantage compared to
1: just housing your newsletter
0: on your active campaign or whatever. Like they are actively trying to make creators visible to the people that would be interested in in reading their stuff. So like team Dawn create a substack over here and Carla high five. I love that idea and angle and focus for you. And I cannot wait to read it. Please send us the link so we can include it in the show notes and check it out for ourselves.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that was super informative. And yeah, I think, I don't know that people necessarily, because we've spoken about um, Substack when we did a, a newsletter um, episode. And I don't know that we got into that like single pointed focus of how Substack works best. So thank you for sharing that. That's a you know, file that away. in like, a, hmm, how can we use this? In which ways can we use this? We should have a gardening Substack, uh, Shanti. Yeah, that'd be fun. Totally.
1: I love that.
0: I'd read that. Yes, homesteading adventures. Substack. Okay. It might have to happen, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. And people are primed to 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 subscribe. They come across your Substack. It sounds slightly interesting. Guess what? You have subscribers. Mm-hmm. This is not like I need to design a freebie or a lead magnet in order for people mm-hmm. to subscribe. Yeah. They literally are like, "Ooh, okay, this is cool." here's my email. It's almost like that barrier to entry is gone.
0: Totally. Yeah. And the people who are on and using Substack are the types of people who enjoy written content for the most part. Like, whereas a newsletter, you're sort of talking to people who might be like, "Eh, I just watch videos or listen to podcasts. But, But like, yeah, if someone's on Substack, they're Probably subscribed to numerous Substacks.
1: I have a list. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Amazing.
0: Okay. Well, Carla, you've got your Substack coming out. You got so much amazing, amazing stuff going on and really cool offers. Where can our listeners learn more about you? And I think you've got like a sweet little. 50 for them. Can you tell us about that too?
1: Yeah. So you will have it, I assume in the show notes, I have the social media meditation and affirmation toolkit. So this is an energetic support tool before, during, and after the content creation process. And no matter where you're doing, that that could be written content, that can be video content, that can be audio content. So I'm excited to hear if anybody downloads that and how they utilize that. People love this toolkit. I'm mostly on Instagram. I am chef Carla Contreras. And that's actually across all the things. And you can also find me nourishing creativity on Substack. And I can't wait to connect.
0: Yay, amazing. And your podcast is show up fully.
1: It's show up fully, it's show up fully. And I'm really excited to, I haven't published in ages and I'm really excited to dive into it this summer again.
2: Yay. So nice to meet you. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to download <laughs> that uh, meditation uh, and social media guide. So thank you so much. Yes, same
0: here. Appreciate you, Carla, and everyone listening. Go connect with Carla and thank you for listening after our long hiatus. Good to be back, and we'll see you chat with you very soon. Whoa, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world, take the unfair advantage quiz at shandyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.